The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Talk of the Tune, a football podcast. My name's Will Blake, and as usual, I am joined by my good pals and co-hosts, Hodge and Gray. Say hello, lads. Like... Hello. I know. Did it, did it last time and it kind of just rang. I know. <laughs> Went quite well. Persona and all that. Right. Straight into it. Let's rip it off like a band-aid. We are back to being shit again. We flew again too close to the sun. We thought we were world beaters. Two games on the bounce with one, and then we come crashing back down to earth with a 5-2 loss to Leeds United at Ellen Road on Wednesday evening. Who would like to kick off? I think we're baying for blood. Who's going to kick this one off? Well, I'll go first because I only saw the first half because I had to go to football training. Uh, right, okay, great. And yeah, uh, carry on. I have seen the highlights for the rest of it, but I think I'll let you guys highlights talk about it. Highlights or uh, lowlights? Yeah, yeah lowlights. Um, and also, I think... We should start calling Hodge Chris Sutton from now on because he only ever seems to watch the highlights. <laughs> yeah. um, we were just—it was a very strange first half. Um, we weathered quite a lot from Leeds. I think we commented on their ability to actually find a pass to each other. The shooting just seemed to be non-existent on their end. We kind of broke well and got a goal out of it, which was totally against the run, but. I mean, there was nothing really to to write home about in that in that first half. I think it was pretty bleak, and the second half sounded pretty bleak as well. I'm sure you guys can uh, continue on from that. Oh yes, it only it only got bleaker from from, from then on in. I thought obviously it's a great start. We got our hopes up. We go one nil up after a Jeff Hendrick goal. I think we'd actually been quite dominant in the first fifteen twenty minutes, and then it just completely petered out from that point we had weathered quite a lot of pressure from Leeds which I think we we mentioned in our um in the Leeds preview show that we were expecting to weather a lot of pressure but again we reverted back to Brucey's old tricks we just welcomed the pressure and hoped to soak it up and hit them on the break and the one thing they did on three occasions was hit us on the break and then it's bang 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 game over I just don't think it was the right game plan to employ at all. Uh, and it's just, it's left me kind of deflated again. Gray? Judging by the number of shots Leeds had throughout the game, I think a 5-2 scoreline is quite flattering to Newcastle. Yeah. It could have easily been double figures and it could have been a cricket score. I think we got away with a hell of a lot. If I'm honest, I don't actually remember Darlow making too many saves. He made one from a header, I remember, 
No, he made a couple uh, of good saves. He did make a couple of good saves, uh, but <laughs> it was fruitless. You know, it was it was pointless in the end. Yeah, because all his hard work's gone to shit. I think for in in past games we've been quite lucky in the fact that he's managed to pull off a couple of world class saves, mm. and he also made a couple again on Wednesday night. But there are just some of those goals. We are unlucky with say Bamford's goal, unlucky to obviously bounce off like Darlow tips onto the crossbar, bounces straight onto Bamford's head. Had it been a foot either side, probably talking, yeah, still leading 1-0. Who knows what could have happened there. But I think mm-hmm. Leeds just, I think they outclassed us. I think their energy and desire, Hodge, I think you mentioned in our uh, in our chat that they just wanted it a hell of a lot more. And you could see that. Oh, that was that was me, yeah. I was actually going to, you've, you've led me nicely onto my next point. I think it was evident to be seen by any football fan watching that match any neutral that they 100% wanted it more and they had a plan in mind. They executed that plan and they've made us look very silly in the end. For us to concede, I think it was three goals in eight minutes or so. I think it was Alioski's goal when he just we find ourselves with four Leeds players in our box lining up to score and there's not a Newcastle player in sight apart from Darlow, obviously. I think it just it sums up Steve Bruce's football and, and how it's just not the right brand of football for us. Mm-hmm. The next point is, just to move it on quickly, it's that whole thing of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why have we gone from four four two to 5, whatever it was, 5, was it? it I don't like, even know what it was, it was in the end. It was almost like a 5-3-2, wasn't it? Because you had... I mean, That's all I know, yeah. All I know is that we ended up with 5 at the back yet again with no creative output from either of our wing backs. I think Jamal Lewis had a poor game. Again, Jacob Murphy created a few things, but his defensive work was poor. I think we're all lining up on the chat now to <laughs> yeah. try and get in on, on this one. One thing before before I go, just before I go to one of you, I think, again, we say it's kind of unfair to Carl Dollar. I think it was unfair to Kieran Clark as well. Shout out to Kieran Clark, who is fast becoming one of our most consistent defenders. He looked good on the ball. He looked commanding. He got himself that second goal. I thought he had a good game, which is funny to say about a defender who's conceded five goals. But, you know, when it's come down to him and he's been in control of, of his football, he, he's been good. Gray maybe had his hand up first. Or do you want to, who do you want to go to? No, yeah. Gray, go for it, yeah. Yeah, go on, Gray. I could easily lay into, into a few of our players. But I think, yeah, just uh, you mentioned Clark there, and it's so good to have him back. I think... Uh, he had, he's played two two games. I think he's come straight in because he was so desperate for centre-backs. And he is, uh, yeah. he, he's, he's looked solid and he's looked, he's looked very composed. And it's nice to have him back, to be honest. I think he, uh, he will hopefully bring a lot to the team. But we mentioned Lewis and Murphy there. They both had dreadful games. <laughs> and for me, I think we can... We could go on and on and on about Bruce's tactics as much as we want. But for me, I don't believe that one good cross entitles you to start a game. And that's exactly what happened to Murphy. He put a hell of a ball against, forgive me, I can't West remember Brom. West Brom. West Brom. A great cross. And then he finds himself on the starting lineup and he's being completely played off the park by Leeds. There's pace, their skill. Well, that man uh, yeah, it was that man, Jack Harrison in particular, who was man of the match in the end. He was playing down that left-hand side and just tormented Murphy. They just outclassed him. Uh, just, I think Lewis has the potential for us to become good, but again, he's still still young. I think the quality of his balls and free kicks in particular were dreadful. I just think we desperately need a full-back. And we've got plenty in the squad, and I just don't think any of them are good enough, if I'm being brutally honest. I don't know what you think. 
Well, I, well, I just don't know where our, where we stand with our players anyway. Like, how does Hendricks get a start as well after showing real poor form? And then you've you've mentioned there Murphy as well. I just what what must be happening at the training ground that we're not seeing that they can't put into games is yeah, it just it's a, completely blows my mind. Yeah, it's a funny one. I think they mentioned quite a lot about fitness being down because obviously they've had to close the training ground and the players haven't been up to kind of match fitness and that's maybe why he's had to move things around but nah you've got Isaac Hayden who put a huge shift in against West Brom and straight back in the you know in the starting lineup deservedly Jeff Hendrick you'd say, I think when we saw his name on the team sheet we were like fucking hell here we go but he did pop up and he gets himself a goal but it's yeah it's the people like Murphy we've got Richie back in the team now I think Richie could potentially be starting at left back where's Paul Dummett no idea where he is at the minute it's just Miggy How's Miggy not starting? Honestly, it just he must be shaking his head and wondering what the fuck he's got to do to get in that team. It's just uh, ridiculous in total, though. Like the, the the whole kind of thing around the club's mad, and even the um, the commentator in the game when we scored our goal went, "Oh, that's fantastic! Bruce is playing a four four one one, and it's really working out. That he's got his tactics absolutely nailed on. He wasn't even playing a four four one one at the game, and then." It, He's saying, oh, yeah, he's got this sorted. It's all fine. We were under the cosh so much in that game. Yep. How how can you say that the tactic was completely right? Like, you can't say anything until the 90th minute has been played and the final whistles has gone because he's absolutely fully jinxed it there by saying, oh, yeah, he's got it spot on when we lose 5-2. Obviously, I didn't see the second half, and I hope that was picked upon because if they can if they can sit there and get paid to say, oh, yes, he's done really well, but then continue to say at the end, they're completely wrong. It, they're not even watching the same game and I'm sure Danny Murphy will come out and say something and Chris Sutton will say something but they're not actually watching it as a fan and they're just watching it like literally for the highlights just to pick a little bit up and say yeah. something on a game it's it, yeah. it's just the the whole thing's just absolutely out the window at the minute and I can't get my head around Bruce yeah, I can't get my hand right. his tactics can't get my head around the complete tune bashing or fan bashing from the commentators and pundits it's just and the media mad. as well yeah, yeah. So one point for you both. If, I hope you've not read my notes. Do you so Bruce is being obviously heavily praised by pundits and the likes in the media. Do you know the last time he won three games in a row once? Yeah, I've seen your notes. Uh, yeah, they, they said, well they said <laughs> they said on the commentary it was it was with Birmingham, wasn't it? Which was no. Eon, was it Birmingham or I don't know who the fuck it was? It was eons ago though. It was back in two thousand nine. Uh, he's at Wigan and he won four games in a oh, row. Yeah, that was, that was the last time he's won more than two games in a row for a club. Is that is that a good manager? It just it just highlights how inconsistent his teams are and how how everyone in the media can be singing his praises. I have no idea. Yes, we've had a good start. Yes, we've picked up plenty of points. Yes, we've got extremely lucky though. Mm. I don't understand how Bruce needs to pay the lottery man because he'd win with all the luck he's got it's a sign of the times honestly when you can any other manager would get two wins under their belt then you'd maybe forgive them a loss as long as you're consistently picking up points but I think it's a sign of the times Newcastle fans his two wins on the bounce are completely forgotten about when we put in a piss poor performance like that. But the Got next you. point of contention, which people should probably would probably expect us to talk about, is the penalty. Mm. Just a quick one: Callum Wilson denied a penalty in the second half, I think, uh, or maybe it was the no, it might have even been the first half. So Callum yeah, Wilson denied a penalty. Half, 
2-2 second half gives us a chance to go on and maybe you know outcome would have been different I get there's no point crying over spilt milk but VAR's completely fucked us on, on that occasion most pundits would agree uh, even our got, mate Mark Lattenberg agreed yeah he's, he's got control of a ball and a player just comes through behind him Isaac Hayden got booked for an identical tackle on the halfway line so how is it not a penalty and a yellow card <laughs> I'll just look at the Premier League table at the minute Sheffield United are currently beating Man United 1-0 Love it. Um, yeah, Hodge, you mentioned let's let's move it on. Um, our next opponents on Saturday evening are Fulham. Uh, Fulham currently sit 18th in the table with us sitting in 14th place. Leeds have obviously overtaken us after that win. Fulham, their form at the minute, not the best, not as bad as Sheffield United's. I think it's draw, draw, loss, win, draw. What are our thoughts ahead of the game? How, how, do, how are we feeling going into that match? I literally don't even know. <laughs> I think it's hard after watching us on Wednesday to actually have any optimism. I think you can tell by the way we just slated our own team. If he goes back to four four two and we win, it's a fucking joke that you changed it for the Leeds yeah. game. Yeah, and of like it's. I like your point of like if it's not broke, don't fix it type thing. Yeah, the we should have played slightly different. But I think the the core of the formation and stuff like that should have remained the same. On believe, reflection, but... did do we know we actually started with a five at the back? Because I think the way the the team sheet lined it up, it was like Hayden was in a back five, but I think maybe quickly moved to a to a four at the back. I, I couldn't really track it, and I think Hayden. No was other, just I don't think so I any think... other team in the Premier League. You'd kind of know what the formation is, even when they put it out for us. Like you've got no fucking idea what it is. I right? think uh, Hayden was effectively replicating that Calvin Phillips role where he's basically playing that sweeper in front of a back four, playing extremely deep because there was times he was stepping up into midfield. Um, so we were playing a 4-4-2 then, but I think it was... it was. Effectively, I think we started off with a five, haven't we? And we might as well have been playing five at the back because he was playing yeah. that deep. Camp, sit and camp, invite the pressure. Can't do that against Fulham though. Like We've got to go out yeah. and hunt and hound Fulham because that's how the Bloss games. Aye. We're at home as well. I mean, home advantage counts for nothing at the minute, but Fulham have been very, very poor this season. They've spent a lot of money in summer. They've brought in quite big players. I mean, they've got Ruben Loftus-Cheek on loan. I think they've got that Adamola Luckman. They've got Ariola coming from PSG. They've got Anthony Robinson starting at left wing back, I think. At one point, he was supposed to be on his way to AC Milan. Lots of quality in that team, but I don't know if it's just not coming together. I'm not exactly quaking in my boots like I was going into Leeds. But, you know, this is the kind of, this is exactly the kind of performance that we just know could fuck us over. A return yeah, for Alexander Mitrovic, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got a, I don't know if he's fit at the minute. Uh, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he came off the bench against Brighton. And, of course, Tom Kearney as well. We were supposed to be in for him when we are in the championship, I think. Yeah. Return for our, for our Inter-Toto Cup winning captain, Scotty Parker, Newcastle legend. It's just got all the hallmarks of it being a... Complete fuck over, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's got a Metro winner written all over it, doesn't it? Mm. Metro hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> Having said, he's been in poor form at the minute. That's why he's on the bench. He was obviously a talisman for them in the championship, but I, I don't think he's been replicating that form so far this season. In terms of danger men, we mentioned Mitrovic. Loftus Cheek, he's a, he's a good player, very good with his feet, obviously on loan from Chelsea. Anamola Luckman, he's looked all right. He obviously had that penalty fuck up when he tried to go for a Paneke. I think that's what you call them. And he's made himself look very silly. They seem to have kind of got their act together a bit more over the last couple of games, though. So he got off to a terrible start, but I don't know, you know. 
I don't know. More importantly, how do we think or how do we hope that Newcastle United will line up? 4-4-2. Right, yeah. I think we mentioned that bit. Into 4-4-2, I think we're all agreed that would be the best position. If we cover off the, the dead certs, obviously Darlow and goal, I think up, I think we'd probably all be agreed that up front you'd have Callum Wilson and then Joe Linton playing off him. Yeah. So if we start with the centre-halves, I think based on performances, you'd have Kieran Clark alongside Federico Fernandez. I agree, yeah. I personally think Isaac Hayden had a great game as centre-back against West Brom. So I'd quite like to see him back there alongside Cleary Clark. I thought they had a great partnership in that game. And I th- I would have liked to have seen that again at Leeds. Uh, I think I don't think we'll see it, but I think Fernandes will play alongside Clark. But I would like to see it. For now, I think they're just both consistent and have been playing in those positions mm-hmm. for, for a long time now. Yeah. Uh, I think Hayden's maybe he's we've had his one good game out of him when we've needed it, but I don't think you want to keep pushing that that agenda. I th- I'd much prefer to see Hayden alongside Shelby yep. in centre mid. Yeah, I, would, yeah. I know they were talking about Sean Longstaff made a couple of howlers that led to to Leeds goals. I think for that he needs to be dropped. I think it's. Dis- I think yes, he made mistakes, but he had so much pressure on him in that game. He. He was the man who needed to dictate the play for Newcastle, and I think he felt that pressure. He didn't have; he wasn't playing alongside someone like Shelby, who who can take some of that pressure off him. And which when is exactly only, why we need to bring Shelby yeah, back into the when, team. When is it? When his only target is Callum Wilson, because Joe Linton's nowhere to be seen. I think it's fairly unfair, but yes, he did make a few mistakes. We have to be ruthless, terrible. though, don't we? We've got to win football games. I think you, you want something tried and tested. In terms of tried and tested, that partnership's probably being the one that's been the most steady for us mm-hmm. you want a create a more creative outlet as well which would be Shelby who can play balls into into Joe Linton and Callum Wilson so Gray you're maybe unsure on the the Hayden Shelby matchup I think Hodgie you and I maybe agreed on that front no I, um, I, I, I agree I think okay. it's, I think it's, it's, our, it's our best I was just almost defending Sean because I think he, he had a tough day at the office and there was two I think lack of support from his teammates as much as anything. Which he did make a couple of silly yeah. mistakes, though. They were silly mistakes. Like, you should be getting rid of the ball, and really, in your own area. Yeah, can't he's, be he's, made, he's made a few of them as well of late, so I just don't know what's going on there as well. Just needs to reset himself, doesn't he, a little bit. I think the, the pressure, as you say, is maybe on top of him a little bit. So bring in the, bring in the old heads. Fullbacks-wise, Jamal Lewis or Matt Ritchie or Paul Dummett, if he's even fit, or maybe even Kieran Clark. That's stupid, Lewis. He had a bad game against Leeds, but I think he, he does have the potential to be good. I think he does need a bit of time just to settle in to the team. And he does have moments, yeah. of, he does have moments of quality as well. So I think it'd be harsh to see him drop. But then if we did want to solidify things, then obviously Richie would, would offer you that. But I'd like to see Richie play further up. Mm. Hodge? I'd take Jamal Lewis playing left back and I'd like to see Mankiro come back into the fold. Yeah, It's been a lot different Without him, just like I said, mentioned for the league Leeds game, really, you just give you know what you're going to get out of him. You know you're going to get a solid performance. Might have one or two fuck ups, but he always gets better after having something bad happen, which is not a bad thing. If you start off on a on a seven out of ten and something bad happens, and then you you perk up and go to an eight or a nine, that's uh, it's going to be a thing. It's hard hard to predict. Like the, I think that quite a lot of managers in the league, you can definitely tell what they're going to do with their team. You just don't know what Bruce is going to come up with. Yeah, I think. Man of mystery. I think we're probably we're probably well. I might like to see a, a bit of a change up and experiment at left back, and just you know, this is probably a good opportunity to take Jamal out and maybe play 
yeah, even maybe even play Kieran on on the left, uh, drop Hayden back. I don't know, but it needs must. He is a left back. Uh, he has Premier League experience. Hopefully, he can kick on and push on from here. Right back, I think I'm probably agreed. Emil Kraft came on for well, no, for for Fraser, I think, and then Murphy pushed further up the field and did not very much. It was Kraft after that Hendrick. we conceded three goals. Hendrick, that was it. Yeah, sorry, and did nothing. So I think Mankio, yeah, he comes back into the fold. Wingers, I think Miggy has to be back in the team. <laughs> Scored against West Brom, dropped for the next game. Makes no fucking sense. Don't know if it's a fitness issue or what, but I think he should be starting. And when's when's Wall Allen coming back? When's fucking ASM going to be back? Could be back this weekend. Maybe it's be good to be good to have him back. He gives something a bit exciting. He's the most created player. But, um, yeah. yeah. The one thing that we need to do though to bounce back is we need to actually go out there and uh, and drill Fulham into the ground. I don't yeah. know if we're capable Press of doing it, up. but we need to. We need we need a three nil victory. Yeah, we need to just push them. We need to get on them straight away. Pressure high up the pitch, make them make mistakes, and then burst and break. We've got the we've got the the counter attacking ability that was shown you know against Leeds. We've got a counter attacking goal there, but just pressure. Yeah. Don't let a team like fucking Fulham. Don't invite them to come and try and fucking play at you. Stupid man. Yeah, let's do predictions. Uh, Hodgy, I know you're uh, you're pretty much living on the fence at the minute. Three 0 <laughs> to the town. Three 0 to the town. Big. Yeah, what's happened? I think I've got a feeling we're we're going to do something good. It needs it needs to happen. It needs to happen, and I think you're you're wishing it on more than anything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, Gray. Uh, I'm going to go one 0 to the tune because yeah, I just I'm not very confident. Uh, I don't think Fulham are good enough to score, and I don't think we're good enough oh to score. Oh my god! So famous last words. Fucking hell! Will? Watch them smack us now. What are you going? Uh, for I'm going to go. I'm going to go 2 0 for Newcastle. 2 0. So, uh, all going for um, the, the dub. Yeah, all going for the dub. I think, Hodge, you correctly predicted that we'd lose to Leeds. Didn't get the score right. I think you'd struggle to find anyone that got the score prediction yeah. right. <laughs> but you get the points there. And then hopefully, yeah, we can bag ourselves a good result on Saturday. Indeed. Right. Should we do a quiz? Yeah, let's light things up a little bit. Finish on a bit of yeah. a high. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming in hot with another rendition of Who Dares Wills. I'm sick of explaining it now. You'll, you'll pick it up as we go along. This week's Who Dares Wills is Premier League Stadiums. So current Premier League stadiums. Ooh, okay. So teams currently playing the Premier League, how many stadiums can you name? Obviously, we know how many there are. There are 20. Hodge, did you go last time? First? No, it was great last time. Okay. Well, Hodge, back to you then. Uh, how many do you reckon? I'm pretty confident that I could probably do 19. Maybe it's 20. Nah, 20. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all in. Well, 20. We well, can't really improve <laughs> on that. Can say, what, what can I say to that? <laughs> Do you reckon you could do 20 as well, Gray, or not? I was going to say 18. You are going to go 18, sound. Right, so Hodge, <laughs> all 20 stadiums, off we go. Yeah, let's... Gray, you're going to have to probably help me count here. Nice, nice. St. James's. Right, who plays there? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, go on, yeah. Goodison Park. Aye. Ellen also, Road. I'll allow, like, sometimes they're not the, the typical name, but I'll give you the name they're most well-known for. So, okay. what was that, Ellen Road? Ellen Road, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Craven Cottage. Aye. Uh, Anfield. Aye. Uh, I should probably go in some sort of order rather than just randomly yeah. going between. He's making it a fucking nightmare <laughs> for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was my last one? Anfield, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go with... It's like a sporkle quiz, this. Yeah, I'm it? trying to work it's like north to south a little bit. Turf Moor. Happy place, happy place, Turf Moor. 
Night Turf Moor. Um, uh, Etihad. Aye, Etihad. Old seven. Trafford. Aye. Eight. Um, moving to Birmingham area now. Villa Park. Yep. Um, Hawthorns. Um, yeah, that's ten, so you're halfway there. Molyneux. Eleven, yep. Uh, what's the nearest one from there? It's got to be moving into like Leicester. King Power Stadium. Aye, twelve. Um, then it's pretty much London and the South Coast, isn't it? After that, so Emirates. Yeah. Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Selhurst Park. Aye. That's 15, five uh, to go. What, You're West smashing Ham's this, Oji. man. Oh, West Ham's. C- come oh, back to it. Okay. Um, St. Mary's for Southampton. Yeah, 16. Uh, um, oh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's nice, smashed it. 17. Um, Three to go. I'm pretty sure West Ham's is just something like London Stadium. I'm pretty sure it's just the capital city and then stadium added onto it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well done. That's eighteen. Two to go. Eighteen. I don't know which two, like, but you got two to go. Who else is in oh, London? Oh yeah, no one of them. Who else is yeah. in London? Um, oh, you've, yeah. I know which two you missed. Who have I said in London? I've said Spurs. I've said Arsenal, Chelsea. Who else have I said? West Ham. Right, I'm gonna. Fulham I'm gonna help head. you out. Oh, um, Palace. Not, none of them. Park. You've had that one already. I'm gonna help you out. None of the. None of the. You've got all the London stadiums. Oh right, okay. Um, who the hell am I missing then? Um. Team on the South Coast. Oh, um, Brighton. Um, shoof. what's Brighton's? Did they change it from Amex? It used to be the Amex. But did they change it? Is it still the... I'm going to go... Ah, I don't know! I think I've got it England that uh, changed it, but I'm going to... Will you give I me mean, Amex, like? I'll allow it, yeah. It's known colloquially as the Amex. It's actually called Farmer Stadium. Right. F-A-L-M-E-R. Which no one fucking knows. <laughs> no one knows. So the Amex. Yeah, that's 19. Want to go, Hodgie? What team have I missed? You need to go up north a little bit. Up north? Burnley? I said that. City? United? What the fuck's... Between... Is the one I've missed between, like, Burnley and Birmingham? So, higher? Up the country? I should stop helping. Ah, oh, oh, she- um, Sheffield United's is uh, Bramall Lane. Whee! I've, I've got him down as only nineteen. He's not said one. Of them. Uh, I've got I've got twenty there. Which one did you miss, Gray? Leeds, Allen Road. Yeah, I nah, got that. I said that like that straight. Straight. <clears throat> Yeah, that's uh, that's really impressive, actually, Hodge. Well done. I thought that would be more of a struggle. The rain um, man came out in me. I know, right? Oh, you're, you're mastermind specialist subject. Mm. I think you've uh, you've earned your points. Well done. Hey, there we go. Hodge, did you... Um, I've got a little quick you... one if you want to... Yeah, go on. Let's go straight into it. Eat quick, like. Aye, away. So I've gone along the theme of uh, oldest this week for the quiz. I haven't linked it with Fulham at all. I've just linked it with oldest. So 
a couple of questions. Who is the oldest club to have played in the Premier League? So which, uh, which club, Villa. rather? Which club? Yeah, I was going to say Villa. In Were they not a founding member of the league? In the Premier League. Oh, is it Arsenal? Nope. The oldest club is Villa. In the Premier, who is who have played in the Premier League? It's not so Villa. Not necessarily it's not Villa. Oh, God, I know. I'm out with Arsenal. Middle of the country. It's not Villa. Birmingham City. No, they're in the Championship. Or oh, under twenty threes beat them the other day. Uh. Middle of the country. Hot as Stoke. Stoke. Seriously? 1863. Crazy. Uh, you'll never get this one, but I thought I'd put it in for the, oh, great. the listeners. Aye. Oldest Premier League player. Didn't know who the oldest ever. Premier League player ever is. Ever. Um, what age did he get to? 44. And can't remember how many days. Is it, uh, Teddy Sheringham, is it? Not, no, he only played to 40. Uh, No, he's fifth on the list, actually. He's fifth order, 42. It's got to be a goalkeeper. I'm pretty sure he was a goalkeeper. Yeah, he was a goalkeeper. Who did he play for? He played for a lot of clubs. He actually played for Newcastle United. Is it Dave Besant? He was on the books at Newcastle United at one point. Dave Besant? No. Oh god, I thought I had it there. So I'm working to... His current team is a goalkeeping consultant for Kerala Blasters in the Indian Premier oh, League. Wow. <laughs> Do we know his name? Uh, nah, probably not. Oh, you might do. Alright then. Probably have to put us out of misery Actually, here. He, play, he did play for United. He played 89 to 91. 67 caps. Right, put us out of misery. John Burridge. Oh, that's the other one I was... Oh, god, Dave, but... Okay. Ah, shit. Close enough. 44. That's mad. Continuing on, uh, in recent times, so in like kind of our our time supporting the tune, who do you think the oldest player has been? And currently in the squad, who is the oldest player? Current oldest player in the squad must be Andy Carroll. It is just, by the way. So Andy Carroll is 31 and 319 days. Feddy is 31 and 298 days. Oh, I, I was going to say Fernandez is what I was thinking of. Yeah, um, and what was the second question? Uh, who is the oldest in like our kind of recent memory of the town, so 90s onwards, who is the oldest player in our recent time? Colachini was quite old. Colachini was pretty old, but not as old as this guy. Shearer? No. Is it someone like a, a, a John Barnes or an Ian Rush or a... No. Think along the lines of Twilight. goalkeeper. Steve Harper. It's close between them two in this one. Oh, it's not Steve Harper. Or is uh, it Geordie? Pavel Cernicek? Oh, Pavel, of course. <laughs> Pavel is a Geordie. And then I've got the, uh, and then the last one, just to do it, there's um, a bit of a bonus point here. So there's the oldest football clubs in uh, England. You've got one professional one and one that's not a professional club that is actually the oldest one. So it's not really counted usually. 
I swear, I was reading about this the other day and I just can't remember. It's not something like Accrington Stanley, is it? It's not, no. It's a mid-mid. Oh, I've got no idea. I'm out here. So you want the 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 non-professional, the non oldest team, the non-professional oldest team, and the also the professional oldest team. They're still playing today. The professional, I think they're in League One. It's like Nottingham, is it one of the Nottinghams? Yes. County is it Notts Forest County? Shit, Notts County. Yeah. Shit. Uh, oh, nice. Turn, great. Turn professional, eighteen sixty-two. Yeah. I was reading about this the other day. Uh, it's strange. Right. And the, Enriching the listeners' knowledge. The yeah. oldest non-league. You reckon you can get it? It's a, it's a bit of a. 10 oh, I don't know. Fuckington Town. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it's actually a team. Points. It's named after a team that play in the Premier League. They've got. They share the same name. Is it Woolwich Arsenal or something? No, yeah, it's like Arsenal. Oh. Sheffield Tottenham. United. Oh. There's a non-league team called Sheffield United and they were founded in 1857. Surely there's some kind of trademark. It might, in be, or... it might be like FC Sheffield United. So I think they might yeah. have um, been forced like, to um, change it around a little bit. But yeah, It's like FC United, that team in, in Manchester as well. 1857, mm. probably the purest form of the game. No VAR, no jumping out of tackles and claiming you've been injured. and Smashing each other's faces <laughs> it in. It would literally have been a fucking brawl on a muddy field. With <laughs> yeah. a pig's bladder. Pig, yeah. Pig's bladder and tape for a crossbar. Would have loved to have watched <laughs> the game for back goalposts. then. Like. I was going to say, jumpers for goalposts. Probably still allowed to pick the ball up back in those days. Probably. Um, Aye, that's it. That nice. was the oldest quiz. A couple of little facts in there for you as well. I thought that'd be quite good. Lovely. Nice one. Thanks very much, Hodge. I think that's just about it for this recording then. Next stop, Fulham at home at St. James's Park on Saturday evening at eight o'clock. Good luck to the boys. Thanks very much for joining us. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Cheers, guys. Bye. 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 Oh, me lads, you should have seen us coming. Passing the ports along the road. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.